0: Jeff, I'm Kia, and I'm Craig,
1: and And we we just just watched watched Bubba Hotep. Hotep.
2: How could I have gone from the king of rock and roll to this? Jack, President Kennedy was a white man. They
1: dyed me
2: this color. What we have here at Shady Rest is an Egyptian soul sucker. Some kind of Bubba Hotep. A mummy. All right, man, let's go.
0: It's true. Bubba Hotep, it was chosen by Jeff. Jeff, let us know why you picked this film. Because I like it.
2: I haven't uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. So I was like, thought it'd be fun to revisit. Uh, yeah. It's probably been like 15 years since I watched it last time. So.
0: Almost the exact same scenario with me. Because yeah. it's one of those movies I've kind of forgotten how it went down and everything. But yeah. I remember seeing it for sure. This is the first time viewing for you, this right? This is the first
1: time. I've seen the bit where he like wakes up in the um, nursing home. I've seen that. And I knew, I forgot. But when I saw it. It came back to me that the, his nurse, I remembered her because she's the wife that was in Rock. I don't know if you ever watched oh, that TV yeah, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that scene. but other, And I knew Ozzie Davis was in it, but I didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I, this whole time, I thought he was Bubba Hotep, like uh, Bruce Campbell. Oh, I didn't know what was, Bubba like, Hotep titular, was. right, yeah.
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those movies where I i think I'd like heard about it before I saw it. And, uh, you know, I knew it was going to be like a low budget Bruce Campbell movie he does a lot of like low budget B movies and so I was expecting the quality to be quality to be pretty low but it ended up I thought it was like better than I was expecting it mm. to be so
0: I feel like this is kind of like Bruce Campbell's dry spell a little bit too like post mm-hmm. say like the Evil Dead series and before he was like on burn notice because I feel like that oh, was a real yeah. gravy train for him for a while to be like on a big show and and but in between those two periods, it kind of felt like he was a little bit of a journeyman actor. Like he was showing up on like Xena and right, that yeah. sort of thing for a while, but never really. I think he had that show Jack of All Trades. Remember that? What was
2: that other show he was on? The
0: the Western show. Oh, Briscoe County Briscoe Jr. County? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah.
1: <laughs> so when, um, what's her name? Um, Xena. Lucy Lawless. Yeah. So when she was on Ash, Ash vs. Vers- the Evil Dead, that was like a reunion hmm. then.
0: She's also right. married to Sam Raimi, I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah. So, oh yeah, she, I yeah, I know that.
1: That's cool. I used to watch Zena, but I don't I didn't remember him in it. Bruce Campbell.
0: Oh yeah, he played a character that crossed over from Hercules yeah. to Zena and I know. might
1: not have just known who he was yeah. at that time. He had a mustache.
0: Yeah. He was kind of like a roguish character, uh-huh. yeah. Nice. It's funny
2: because now uh, I was thinking about it when I was watching it like he's playing older in this movie and now he's almost the same age that he was playing in the movie And mm. now. And they like padded him up and stuff for the movie. But like I saw, I found a picture of Bruce Campbell. I just like Googled his name and there was like a picture of him like in a hot tub. And I was like, <laughs> same body
0: shape now too.
1: Oh, he does have the same.
0: <laughs> I feel like I read in his his first book that, you know, if Chins could kill, mm. uh, and that was like a one, two. He was talking about going to conventions and, and all those things. And so many people would, come up to him and be like whoa you're like my dad and he'd be like well yeah i'm like Thanks. well into my 40s you know yeah. i don't know what you expect exactly but yeah, he's definitely Is that like
1: an insult well i think people
0: at that era were still expecting him to look more or less like he did in army of darkness yeah. you know still be like a dude in his late 30s that's very fit and yeah. you know he had kind of matured a bit so
1: nothing wrong with man that. Yeah. you can get away life. with you can get away with saying things to to men and it's okay if someone was like man you look like my mom
0: oh, Yeah, they would be like you would, can't say that be like, I'm leaving this motherfucking condition <laughs> yeah. side note I've been
2: watching a lot of like uh, family feud clips on YouTube <laughs> like the Steve Harvey ones and they're hilarious they're, but there's uh, this one where like the question he asked like it was like a, a family was all women and he asked like uh, if someone mistook you for your boyfriend's mother what what would your reaction be and this one, like this one, just like had such an attitude. She, it, I was like, D- she knows that Steve Harvey is not saying this about her, right? Like she was just like, I would tell him to bubble. Like it was just so much attitude. I was like, oh man, like she's she's pissed about the question. Like, it's like a hit dog will holler moment. Yeah, it's like I would hate hate it if somebody actually did say
0: that to her. how'd you feel revisiting it did it hold up um years later or yeah it was um i mean in
2: terms of you know being a low budget film and like i thought the baba hotep looked good and um the effects were good the I, I mean i think the the premise is a good idea too it's like this you know mummy coming back to steal souls and it's like oh <laughs> go to this old folks home. It's like a smorgasbord and no one will even notice that I'm stealing their souls. Cause they're going to die soon anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And it was, um, the jokes were more sexual than I remembered them being. I was like, Oh, I, f- I forgot about this part. Like, but yeah, it was, I, I thought it held up pretty well.
0: One thing I was thinking about watching it is, you know, we've done this podcast for several years and we're on episode 68 of the mainline half-ass horror cast. And we've never done a Bruce Campbell movie. Really? I don't, I don't think we've huh. ever done a Bruce Campbell film or even with him in it at this point. Wow. So this is the first, and then also the first uh, Mummy movie. We, we've done Monster Squad that has a mummy, but this is the first right. one where like a mummy monster is at the <laughs> center of it. And, and I really like mummies, so it's kind of yeah. odd that so many years have passed without us touching it. Yeah. So.
2: and I'm a huge Bruce Campbell fan. I have like right. a
0: picture of him on my desk at work. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Uh, maybe we avoided Evil Dead and stuff just because it was kind of an obvious choice. But at some point, okay. I guess we should visit those movies. It'd be kind of fun to talk about. So, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah.
1: Did you want me to read the thing? Oh yeah,
0: give us a. Yeah, I think Jeff kind of summed a synopsis. it up pretty yeah. well. Yeah.
1: But this is from the. This is the first thing on IMDb. It says Elvis Presley and a black JFK stay in a nursing home where nothing happens, until a wayward Egyptian mummy comes and sucks out the old people's souls through their anuses. <laughs> <laughs> the two decide to fight back in the movie, Ozzie Davis. It's weird. Cause I, I associate Ozzie Davis with like, I don't know, theater, just highbrow things. So it's funny to hear him talk about his soul being sucked through his anus. <laughs> um, but he was like, any orifice will do. And I asked Craig, I was like, why wouldn't he just suck their souls, through their mouths?
0: Or their ear, or <laughs> nose, or anything. Like, it, it is interesting that the he the anus. The anus, you ask. have to like
1: go through clothes. You have to flip them over. But the mouth, it's just it just seems easier.
2: It's, it's his thing. He just likes butts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and don't judge him.
1: There's like a lady in the hallway and like an iron lung that's just there who seems perfect. Right? She mm, can't do anything.
2: Yeah. Maybe he can't get through the iron lung. He's like, I can't figure out how to open this thing. I'm from just turn agent. mouth.
1: Though. I mean, <laughs> oh, well, he, he wants the yeah. anus yeah. though, Kia. He, <laughs> he's a, he's a butt man. He's got to have that butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I said, I liked it. That was a reflex. I, mm. I was not as much of a fan as I thought I was going to be mm. just because I've heard so much about this movie throughout the years, Bubba Hotep, Bubba Hotep. And I'm like, what is that? What is that? And I know it's gotten good reviews, it was a little slow, I think. Um, and you mentioned that they had a lot of filler. Because it it's based on a, just a short story.
0: Yeah, Joe Lansdale. I thought Joe Lansdale
1: wrote the thing. Mm. Not that it was just based on a short story. So they had to like flesh some stuff out. So I felt like there was like a lot of talking about what we're going to do and stuff like that. So not, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. But I did like The Mummy. I liked his makeup. And I thought he was very, very scary and very creepy. And I like the nurse because I thought her and Bruce Campbell's um, because he's in like this really kind of crappy convalescent home where it's kind of dirty and gross. And she seems like she actually is a good nurse and she cares and she's nice. And I like their going back and forth. So I was hoping she would pop back up in the movie and she kind of just disappears.
0: Yeah, they they have a good rapport slash chemistry in those scenes for sure. And the
1: last thing he tells her is like, F off. Bitch or something like that i was like oh i don't want it to end this way they liked each other Yeah, um, and also
2: like the movie itself ended like very abruptly i thought it, was, it sort of reminded me of yeah. like older movies how it would be like we've defeated the monster credits and like there's no yeah. kind of like epilogue or whatever
0: the universal monster movies there's some where it like literally ends with like y- you know like a huge fire and it just abruptly is like <laughs> it, you know it just shows like the big fire of you know the castle or the monster or whatever yeah. and then it just there's no epilogue or no one going like well, that was a close one, huh, chum? There's yeah. nothing like that. This definitely was that way. Yeah. It
2: reminded me of the ending of like the Invisible Man, where it's just like they're in the hospital and he's like, "Boop, <laughs> done." He's, like, oh, okay, I guess we're not gonna. But yeah, as he's like kind of dying, I was because I was watching it thinking like, I forgot how this ends. Like, what happens after this? So I was like, oh, the credits happen. I, uh, <laughs> I was expecting something else.
0: The other thing was uh, this is very Texas. Uh, you know, it's set in Texas. Obviously, Lansdale, the writer, is a Texan. And the director, the guy that did the Phantasm... Don Coscarelli? Yes, Don Coscarelli. So it's very very rooted in Texas and everything. Feels very authentic, Uh I thought. So it's kind of a cool location as opposed to what we're used to in mainstream movies and everything.
2: I noticed uh, Dan Roebuck was in it. He was one of the guys who would come from the morgue and take the bodies away. Uh Um, I was actually kind of expecting the end of the movie to be of like those two guys showing Uh up again and then maybe like finding some kind of seeing one of those little scarab things crawl by Uh or something
1: and like that would have been good actually
0: what's what i I guess we're like way into spoilers oh yeah obviously (laughs) just just for anyone listening this is available to stream on like tubi and pluto and platforms like that and you can rent it if you don't want ads on like amazon prime so it's it's really very easy to find but yeah like it I do feel like you guys are right that it misses a bookend, and they've established the nurse, they've established these coroners as characters that would be affected by these deaths that happen at the end, the climax of the movie. So it is kind of weird that they didn't punch out. Mm-hmm. With something. I mean, maybe even just the nurse, like, keeping a memento of Elvis, just so she, you know, kind of showing that maybe she believed that he really was Elvis by the end of the movie, or, I don't know, just cared about him a little bit.
2: They just, some kind of thing where it's like, oh, he really
1: was Elvis, Mm. or, you know. I guess I forgot, does he leave at the end? Elvis? Yeah.
0: Oh, well, in a manner of speaking, yes. (laughs) Did I miss something? He dies. He's killed.
2: Yeah, the movie, like, (laughs) he, like, loses consciousness and then the credits start rolling. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's oh. been mortally wounded and he's basically kind of Oh, I do remember the mortally existence. wounded. Maybe I just yeah. thought
1: he just passed out or something.
0: Yeah. Oh, well okay. it's I
1: mean, I guess it's
0: slightly ambiguous. I mean I guess yeah. he could have survived, but I, I took it for sure as he yeah. died yeah. at the end. That's also a good
2: point. They could have like left it open in case like if this does well enough we'll do Boba Hotep two and then well,
0: that's totally that a possibility. Gone. Yeah. yeah. They punch out with the whole idea that there's going to be a follow up. But they have like a joke, you know, post credit thing or whatever that says a title card that says, you know, the impersonator character will return in whatever his name is versus the Nosferatu or something along those lines. Oh, I didn't so,
2: stay till after the credits. I've never, have oh, never yeah, seen that. It's like a little title. I
1: think card. I read that that was a joke, but then Probably, it yeah. was considered possibly to really do it, and then I guess it never happened. I'm surprised they haven't done another one because Bruce Campbell is obviously Bruce Campbell mm. and he's active. Joe Dell is active.
0: And it seems like the mm. movies gained a lot of goodwill over the past couple of decades. And now yeah. with streaming
1: services, surely there's a home for mm. Bubba Hotep 2. Or a somewhere. little mini
0: series even. Uh, you know, it's kinda
2: I remember back mm. in like it was around two thousand eight or nine, somewhere around there, like I was listening to the Opie and Anthony show and Bruce Campbell was a guest on the show. And Louis C.K. showed up is, like, before he was, like, a household name. And he walked in. He was, like, he walked in a little late. He's, like, did you guys ask him about Bubba Hotep yet? <laughs> and they're, like, oh, no. He's, like, hey, I'm Louis, by the way. It was like, and he started, and Louis was just, like, fanboying out about Bubba Hotep. And he was, like, asking him about it and everything. And he was, like, oh, yeah. Was like, huh. So it, it's definitely got a cult fan
0: base i feel like i heard rumors that they were developing a sequel and paul giamatti was going to play the Colonel. yeah at one point he was attached so there was mumblings of it that were pretty serious and i guess it just never quite got off the ground or whatever so i thought i had some really funny
2: lines too like i like how uh when he first has that little battle with the scarab thing in in his room and then the it's weird that the people at the nursing home don't believe him he's basically just saying there's a big cockroach you need to like call an exterminator like Pff, okay mr presley whatever you say it's like how hard is it to believe that there's a big cockroach but, like uh but i love him he was like how big was it he's like a big thing man it was like the size of a peanut butter banana sandwich <laughs> and uh i even wrote this one line down because it made me laugh um it's like a uh a line that he overdubs or whatever where he says uh when Bubba Hotep comes out of that creek bed, he's going to be hungry and pissed. When I, when I try to stop him, he's going to jam that paint can up my ass and then jam me in whatever in that wheelchair up Jack's ass. I, don't know. I really I butchered it, but it, was, it made me laugh. The,
1: the funniest scene for me was mentioning the creek scene was when he was going down the hill. With his walker.
0: <laughs> oh, right. He's doing the investigation, <laughs> trying to figure out the origins of the mummy. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was like, you know, in that Eddie Murphy stand-up? I don't know if it's raw or delirious, where he's talking about when his when his aunt falls down the stairs, and as she's falling, it's like, Lord, help me. Jesus, please, help me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> way through. That's what this hill was, because he was just like, oh. oh. <laughs> and I was like, I want to see him get back up that hill. But they didn't show it. Yeah, but they that side-stepped was that. really funny.
2: I loved all the karate <laughs> moves he did, too. It was a... <laughs> like that sound effect. I don't know. It just, it's just right up my alley. That kind of humor is really funny to me.
0: It's what, uh, what'd you guys think of like the whole origin of how Elvis ends up in the old folks' home? Because it's pretty convoluted. There's quite a bit to it.
1: It got a little confusing, but I think I got it.
2: Mm. Yeah, he just no. decided he didn't want to be in the limelight, so he switched places with an impersonator. Yeah. 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 I'm okay with it. I mean, whatever excuse it is to get him into that
0: nursing home, I guess that. works i feel like the second half Uh of the movie is almost explaining all that stuff you know i mean there's so much detail of it
1: i wonder two things one if if that was something that floated in the atmosphere because for so many years people it's kind of like tupac a lot of people think elvis is still alive so is that like based on like a real life rumor back then that he's really alive out there and this person that died is really just impersonator. Mm,
0: that's a good point. It, it probably is. Yeah. There probably yeah. are people that theorize stuff like that because he had a huge drop off at a, a kind of specific point. So I'm sure a lot of his fans think maybe there was some kind of weird switch up yeah. or.
2: Yeah. That's a pretty popular thing, especially like in the eighties and nineties when people were like, Elvis is still alive. Elvis lives. I used to see mm-hmm. that everywhere. And like, it'd be on all the tabloid covers and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. Elvis spotted at airport, you know,
0: I mean, I think he was only 42 when he died. Yeah. So I, wow, I could see where a lot of people weird. would think, you know, that's impossible. So.
2: Yeah, and then people even f- say that Elvis was in Home Alone. There's like a the scene where uh, Catherine O'Hara meets uh, John Candy in the airport. There's like a, people standing behind them in line, and one of the guys looks like an older Elvis, and people are like, Elvis was in this movie. <laughs> I'm like, I think if he was trying to be on the down low, he wouldn't be in a major motion picture. Uh, wild. <laughs> I'm going to go be an extra in this movie, man.
1: Well, he, <laughs> no one will ever see Home Alone. <laughs> and two, Ozzy Davis mentions that that he because he because he, he thinks he's JFK that his skin has been dyed, so he thinks he's JFK. And he mentions that he knows that Elvis didn't like him. Mm. And I asked Craig, I was like, "Is that a rumor that you know of?" Because I don't is know Elvis I, on record as being saying, "I don't like JFK" or something. I
0: have no clue. I, I never really knew him as being super political, but well, I don't I, know.
2: I know he met with. Nixon and Nixon like made him a like an
0: uh, honorary drug enforcement agent or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he uh, would try to like bust people and stuff. (laughs) We're like, here's
2: my badge, man. (laughs) I'm official.
0: (laughs) But obviously, it was just you know basically what you did a kid almost (laughs) like 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 a little play badge, and he tried to pull it out for real a lot apparently.
2: So maybe because he was. Tight with, or not tight, but maybe because he met with Nixon, they assume. Well, like, if he met with Nixon, he must not have liked JFK. I don't know. Mm. There could be more to that than I know.
0: Well, he may have been public about political stuff, and I just never really knew about it. And I I thought they did a great job of explaining how a mummy could theoretically be in texas of all Mm -hmm. places i I thought that was a nice little origin story and kind of tied in with king tut uh touring the states in the 70s i mean there's definitely Mm -hmm. precedent for that um i I still am a little confused about why he was wearing cowboy attire i mean it looked cool but i guess he was just maybe maybe
2: maybe just because he woke up in texas and that was it was like the terminator where he's like gathering clothing and just throwing yeah. it on and he's mm. like i'm in texas there's a hat
1: I don't that know. makes sense because otherwise he'd just be very obvious walking down the road i guess and yeah, i guess
0: his silhouette kind of still holds up to some scrutiny yeah. a yeah. little bit yeah.
2: is that a mummy oh no it's a cowboy he's got yeah. a hat on
0: <laughs>
1: and he was also i i thought because he was in he was stolen the mummy was stolen mm. and they crashed so i thought maybe he took the clothes off the body of on so yes. that crash, could
0: have they could have been his first victims yeah. too maybe he just kind of kept little mementos just or uh,
1: went right for their assholes <laughs> 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 and then took their clothes
0: <laughs> it is a weird bit of flair the butthole thing <laughs> I, I guess it does elevate it just a little just, bit it makes you know, it a little quirkier i mean yeah. Uh. yeah it's. i feel like every
2: line that bubba hotep had was something silly too like it would show the little hieroglyphics and then have the translation under that. Mm. It would be something silly. I can't remember where it, any of them were, but like, he's like, I'm going to suck your soul out of your ass. <laughs>
1: yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> Didn't we notice that Robert Kurtzman and Greg Nicotero worked on that?
0: Yeah, they did the special effects. They, Greg yeah. Nicotero
1: works on everything. Yeah.
0: Uh, another... And that's
1: why the effects look so good, Ooh, I guess. Yeah.
0: No, I thought the mummy looked terrific. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of shocking to me that I mean, I guess the whole mummy thing is a little, considered a little culturally insensitive in the 2020s now. But, I mean, he looks so cool. that It's, it's surprising to me that no one's tried to make a new take on a mummy story. Um, mm. I mean, I know we had the literal Tom Cruise movie a few years ago. But, I don't know, Does something a little smaller scale. Uh, kind of like the the recent Invisible Man story. does something like yeah. that with a really cool looking mummy, I think, yeah. could be... I don't know. I think it has more potential than people realize. It doesn't just have to be a swashbuckling, yeah. over the top adventure. It could be something a little more sinister yeah. and, and smaller. I don't know.
2: I'd be into that for sure.
0: And I feel like the mummy is like the first kind of Jason Voorhees esque character. Like if you look at the mummy sequels in the Universal line, it's like a slow stalking, you know, monster basically mm-hmm. that is silent. I mean, it's very similar. So. Oh, the other thing, the phantasm. Um, the The guy that plays Reggie Bannister in the Phantasm movies, he's like the hero of most of them. He's the guy that runs the convalescent home, the bald guy that's always oh, like talking about their budget okay. and stuff like that. So, another little Phantasm I've never tidbit. seen,
1: Fa- have you seen Phantasm?
0: Yeah, we actually saw it together at uh, Full Moon Cineplex.
1: Yeah. That's one of the I don't know if it's iconic, but big named 80s movies that I've never seen. It's
0: a, actually, Phantasm. 70s.
1: 70s movies that Dunk. I've never seen. Yes,
2: Well, I hadn't seen Fantastic. it until we saw it at the theater that time. That was only maybe like, what, like five years ago? Or yeah, so.
0: pretty recent. It, it's a very classic, very dreamlike, but just a hallmark of like low-budget, yeah. you know, filmmaking. I mean, that <laughs> looks mainstream. I mean, they did a great job. Um, I don't know why the director hasn't gone on to like bigger projects because it always seems like he's kind of in that realm of kind of indie filmmaking, but maybe he just straight up enjoys having the creative control and stuff so i feel like he also did john dies at the end i don't know if you remember that movie he did. oh
1: yeah
0: i never A few saw years it but i, I yeah. know it is that good it's fun yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of like bill and ted yeah. fights monsters type of situation yeah it's it's pretty fun yeah it's uh it is also kind of hard to believe that it, that movie's 20 years old now
2: yeah because uh I was looking it up, I was like, "This came out in 2000. And it's also crazy that two thousand two was twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think of that that year, and I'm just like, "Oh, that was like a few years." Oh wait, no. That was... I know.
0: Well, did yeah. did this? Do you think the story resonated with you a little bit more as a since we've gotten into our middle age years <sighs> versus when you saw it as a young person?
2: Yeah, for sure. Because it's just like, oh, I'm gonna be in like, one of those <laughs> homes and like. No. the same amount of time because like no. <laughs> we are now like about the same age bruce campbell was when he made that movie sure no.
1: yeah but he yeah. was playing older though
2: true but now bruce campbell is the same age
1: and he's in a hot tub yeah <laughs> he's not in a convalescent home yeah
2: but he's like a big movie star no, he's, uh, i don't know he's got a pretty good following though
0: this right. just some of the things the characters are contemplating especially Elvis, you know, Bruce Campbell's character about existence and what it all really means and, and what you're left with, you know, when you leave and, and all this stuff, you know, there were moments where I kind of, cause, you know, recent loss, you know, we get to a certain age and you know, you know, the process of going through people's things and, and that sort of thing. So it kind of, there were a couple of moments where it kind of hit me, I mm-hmm. think a lot different than it would have when it first came out.
1: It was really sad that Bruce Campbell's roommate, the the man that's in the bed next to him Mm -hmm. at first it was funny when he was like choking that sounds really (laughs) bad because no one was helping him and he was just there and it was just kind of funny but then he dies and then his daughter shows up and i'm guessing this man had been there for a long time and she was like i haven't i haven't seen him since i dropped him off and bruce campbell's like where have you been and it's just she didn't make it seem like she had any bad problems with her dad or anything it just seems like she just dumped him there and she was like i did the best i could and i'm like really <laughs> so that's pretty sad too to think that people will just get dumped some people will just get dumped in a nursing home and no one will see them you know
2: that was one thing i was thinking about too when i was watching that scene was like she was just taking all of this stuff and kind of throwing it out and i was like one day when I got like, who's going to, somebody's going to just going to pull a truck up and like throw this Frankenstein shit <laughs> in the truck so we can take it to the dump. And I'm like, oh, no one's going to care about my Frankenstein toys. Oh, <laughs> I, she
1: I, was. I mean, she was throwing out like his purple heart. It's yeah, right, like, like, like sacred way more stuff, important. Right?
0: Right? Uh, but I mean, I, I think I've crossed that bridge a long time ago with, because I have a lot of collectibles and silly stuff, but... I mean, they bring me happiness while I'm alive. So once I, once I'm gone, if it gets thrown into a dumpster fire, I mean, I don't care. I mean, that's fine. (laughs) I really don't want people to sweat it. You know what I mean? The people that care about me that have to go through it, I'll probably tell them basically don't, don't even worry about it. Sell what you can, just throw away whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not going to sweat it.
2: I'm with you on that. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, um, I don't really have anybody to leave anything to anyway. And it's not like, I you know, I've, I've seen other people say stuff like, Oh, I've got this collection of this or that, and I'm going to leave it to my children. I'm like, now your kids are going to have a thing. They're like, I can't get rid of all this crap because my dad gave it to me. Right. And it's like, they don't, they don't care about that. Like, so no one's, uh, I don't think anybody's going to care about any of my collectibles. I think, so if you're listening to this after I'm dead, you can just burn it all. I don't care. It's
0: fine. <laughs> It's very macabre, but but I, but I feel like if you really, truly felt that way, if you really wanted to give your kids or grandkids some big collection, mm-hmm. you would take the time to, like, sell it all and just give them the money and mm-hmm. just yeah. say, you know, I kept this for a long time. I enjoyed it, but I want you to have the money from it.
1: Yeah. Your nephew and, might like some you know. of this stuff. Yeah.
0: Brady, Devin, you can have my Frankensteins <laughs> or
2: whatever. Uh, Ninja Turtles, whatever I got in my, my office room there or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I went... Have anyone to leave anything to. I feel like my nieces, they would just want money.
0: Oh sure. Yeah.
1: So eh, that's unless the way I the adopt a child. That's why
0: <laughs> you, you, you have to make your own happiness and enjoy the moment. Yeah. You can't exactly. can't worry about all that stuff. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Boba Hotep. <laughs> You've led us down this path. <laughs> Thinking about our mortality oh, No, no. But that, I mean, I think yeah. that's one of the strong suits of the movie is yeah. that it does have those serious little beats, but mm-hmm. it's kind of done with like a little tongue in cheek humor and everything. So it's not a little uh, sugar with the medicine type of thing. And it
1: is cool to have a horror movie that has older people in it. Even though Bruce Campbell's playing older, I mean, like you do have Ozzy Davis in it. It's like, there's no, there's no young people yeah. in the movie. Everyone's like an adult and it's in a nursing home and... Yeah, you would think in terms of places I get terrorized, a nursing home would be a place that you would see get terrorized, you would think, because no one yeah. can do anything, really. But it's
0: it's also a place that a lot of people don't want to think about. So that's maybe why there's not many oh, horror yeah. movies set in a convalescent home, because it would be a little bit... That'd be some <laughs> brutal... That's like Ari Oster or whatever his name is, the guy that did Hereditary. That's like oh. his territory. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I'm going to do one in a whole folks' home. <laughs> like... Yeah. And everybody else is like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this. Like,
1: <laughs> Nana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Well, oh, and one other thing I meant to mention is uh, even though you picked this, Jeff, this was also a viewer or this was also a listener request from oh. our listener, Jennifer, when I opened the uh, the floor to listeners to pick my choices this year. So we got two birds, one stone. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, Jennifer. We did Bubba Hotep. <laughs> Are
1: we going to grade it? Yeah, up? let's grade it
2: um i'll give it a b plus
1: i'm going to give it uh i'm in the middle so i'll give it a c yeah
0: i think i'd give it a b minus a really cool micro budget filmmaking uh, low budget probably not micro budget but,
1: so a solid know. b yeah right yeah b plus it's definitely b minus a, c
0: above average and definitely worth checking out and especially if you want a little bit more of a slow burn and something with some interesting characters an interesting monster definitely worth worth a watch for sure so there you go a b for Bubba,
2: I'm Jeff,
1: I'm Kia,
0: and I'm Craig, and, and we, we just reviewed, reviewed Bubba, Bubba Hotel. It is time once again
2: for... Half-Assed Horror Trivia! Welcome to half ass Horror Trivia. I'm your host, Jeff. At least for this episode uh so i'm just gonna go over the rules in case this is your first time listening or it's been a while uh, i'm gonna ask a series of questions and if craig or kia know the answer they'll say their name and whoever says their name first they get to go and then uh if neither of them can think of the answers i have multiple choices and they can call out for the multiple choice and then each answer is worth if you if If you don't need the multiple choice, it's two points. If you need the multiple choice, it's one
1: point. So I think that's it. Yes. And if neither of us buzz in, we can mutually agree that we both want multiple choice. Yeah, I think we can. Oh my God, okay.
2: Here we go. (laughs) So. I'm ready. This series of questions is a mixed bag because I couldn't think of, as I was watching the movie, I was like, I'm gonna make up questions about the movie and i was watching the movie i was like i only thought of like one question so uh so that's it's a mixed bag of john f kennedy trivia elvis trivia
1: oh lord
2: and uh,
0: convalescent home trivia
2: yeah <laughs> literally oh so really yeah there is one question um okay question number one how old was john f kennedy when he was elected president
1: kia 35
0: Ooh, Incorrect. Huh? Uh, options.
1: Oh, Lord. Options. Oh, I thought was he, he was young.
2: Was he 42, 43, 44, or 45?
0: Uh, Damn. I'm going to say 44.
2: Incorrect. He was 43. Damn. We could be the president. <laughs> <laughs> um, question two. What was the name of the rest home Elvis and Jack were in in the film Baba Hotel?
1: Kia. Kia, Kia. Kia, <laughs> um mud creek rest home <laughs>
0: i'll give that to you yeah mud creek shady rest oh i see how this is gonna go this is bullshit.
2: <laughs> i want to tell you the the multiple choices because i came up with oh because <laughs> i feel like as i was writing these questions i was like oh craig must get disappointed when he thinks of like multiple choice <laughs> yeah, answers right, and sometimes we like don't that. get to hear him. Yeah. so i came up with meadow laying wait Meadow Lake Senior Living, Cedar Brook Rest Home, and Lakeshore Assisted Living. I feel like all of those sound <laughs> oh, like real ones. Oh, they realistic. sound very legit.
1: Should I add it? Shady Pines. Oh, I was oh. almost going to say
2: that. Yeah. that would have been a good one. Number three. What was Elvis's entourage called? Craig. Craig.
0: The Memphis Mafia.
1: Yes. Oh.
2: Huh. I'll tell you what. My other ones were. Yes. I, asked, I asked a few people Oops. this one, and like, you're the first person that got it. Uh. I also came up with the Hound Dogs, (laughs) the Graceland Gang, Hmm. and the King's Court. Ooh, that would be a great... Those are all good. Uh
1: That's true, right? Memphis Mafia. That's how it started with him. Mm -hmm. Were they actually into bad things when it started with him?
2: I don't think so. I think they were just his...
0: I think there's a concurrent Memphis Mafia that's Uh, not related to his group. Because there's, like, an actual okay. crime element, I think, that's nicknamed the Memphis Mafia, but I, uh, I don't think okay. that was associated directly with his they group. Got it, it may correct. have been, and I'm just ignorant of it, but huh. I feel like there are two distinct things.
1: Interesting. Okay.
2: Question four. Elvis was a distant relative of which U.S. president?
0: Uh, Craig. Craig. George Washington.
2: Incorrect. Damn it. Choices, please. Was it? A, Abraham Lincoln, B, Bill Clinton, C, Jimmy Carter, or D, John Quincy Adams?
1: John Quincy Adams.
0: Incorrect. It was Jimmy Carter. Really? He's an Arkansas guy, I think, correct? Right? I
1: didn't remember where Elvis was from.
0: He's from Tennessee, isn't
2: he? I think he was born in Memphis, but he, or not Memphis, sorry. He's born in Mississippi. Oh, that's right. But I think he moved to Tennessee pretty early in life, though. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not totally sure about that, so any Elvis fanatics, don't get mad at me. <laughs> uh, number five, which branch of the military did JFK serve in during Craig, World War II? Garrett. Craig? The Navy. Correct. My multiple choice answers for that were Army, Navy, Marines, and Space Force. Oh <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay, question six. What was Elvis's final film?
0: Craig. Hmm? Blue Hawaii. <laughs>
1: Incorrect. Um choices.
2: Was it A, live a little, love a little, B, charo, C, change of habit, or D, the trouble with girls.
1: The oh. trouble with girls?
2: Incorrect. It was change of habit. Dang it. I I almost went with Danger Baby. I was <laughs> 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 I should have just said Man. It. Hey. Okay, question number 8. How many days did the mummification process take according to a website I found?
0: <laughs> Craig. Mm. 3 incorrect.
2: Choices. Was it A 7, B 25, C 50, or D 70? Oh, wow.
0: It's a lot more days than I thought. <laughs> Get awful stinky.
1: Seven.
2: <laughs> Incorrect. It was seventy.
1: Dang That's, it. that's
2: wild.
0: Yeah. I, but I guess they literally are like, like uh, what do you call it? Uh, drying in the mouth. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
2: didn't they like remove every sense. organ and put it in its own little container? Yeah, I
0: think every organ but the heart. I think. Yeah. yeah.
2: What was JFK's favorite food?
0: Craig. <laughs> Clam chowder! Oh. Incorrect.
2: Huh.
0: That was so positive. It's probably gonna be like mayonnaise.
2: Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Is it A cold lobster roll with mayo? B New England fish chowder? There's, oh. C, if it's that, I'm gonna be. Oh, okay, no. C. <laughs> fried clam bellies or d salmon and peas
1: oh i was no. gonna say chicken fingers but these are like rich people these are like so, this is like new england yeah new that's we would clam
2: chowder yeah. what's the um
1: what was this what was the third one
2: fried clam bellies
1: what was the second one
2: new england fish chowder
1: i'm gonna go with that correct <laughs>
2: I knew it was a chowder. When you said that, I was like, "He's gonna be pissed because <laughs> it's very close." I-, I wanted to say it was close, but I was like, "That will give away what the answer is." <sighs> Number ten. What unusual pet did Elvis once own? Craig. Yes. A chimp. Correct.
1: Mm, I should have known that.
0: How many questions
2: are there? That was it. That was the oh. tenth question. Tenth and final. I should have mentioned that before. <laughs> it's like we're playing Uno and I forgot to say Uno. No fanfare.
1: Craig wins six to three.
0: I dominated on my return. It's been so long. I forgot how good this felt. It's like I've been dreaming of this moment all my life. Ever since I was a little boy. That's I never just, thought it'd turn out like that's
1: this. This is Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like drums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh.
2: Hey, this is Jason Marsden. I'm here on the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You know what's not Half-Assed? Uh, Jeff and Craig. They're not Half-Assed at all. They got all their information here. Appreciate them for having me. Well, Dash, you have anything you want to say? Well, yeah. Yeah, Jason. Good, get, get step, step aside. See, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Jeff and Craig are pretty weird, but, you know, I think I'd rather them be weird than dead. Anyone want a, uh, a black cow with the world of stuff? Follow me.
0: We like to end every episode of the Half Ass Horror Cast with What's Making Us Scared, which we share with you items of note. Who would like to kick us off?
1: I'll go. This is not re- related to horror at all, so this is just a recommendation. Moving on to Craig no, I'm
0: kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> And it is it's actually Craig's idea. It's um the, a show on FX called The Old Man, which has nothing to do with horror. But it's Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow. Oh yeah, so yeah. Was just telling me about that. And Amy Brenneman, and it's about uh, a former like op- CIA operative, I think, mm-hmm. that has to come out of retirement as an old man because something, someone surfaces from the past. So not horror related, not really genre whatsoever. but it, but it is so so good. It's just really good. And it's very um,
0: atmospheric, and yeah. you know, maybe horror adjacent in some moments because it's very, uh, you know, yeah. gritty and someone's
1: trying to kill you. That's yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's cool to see Jeff Bridges do this movie because he's he's an older guy. He's he's a badass because of his past, but he doesn't just beat someone up easily like Jason Bourne. He like struggles with it and. It's really good. Um, and the first two episodes were directed by, is his name John Watts, who mm-hmm. did all the recent Spider-Man movies. It's just, I mean, it's it's really good. It has a great cast, it, so it's th- really good.
0: There's a fight that literally takes, I mean, it's probably 10 oh. minutes from start yeah. to finish. I mean, it, it, it's just ridiculous how long it lasts in between two people. I mean. Yeah.
1: And that has two rot Rollers in it, which are amazing. Oh, yeah. They're really cool. <laughs> and that Elia Shawcat, who's in Search Party. Oh, yeah. he, I think that's true. She's in it. Mm. Um, So it's really good. So Not horror-related, really, but just if you want a good adult drama, it's good. It's great.
0: The Old Man on FX, probably Hulu as well. Yeah. Jeff?
2: You and I went to see the the, uh, cast and crew screening of my friend Aaron's found footage horror film, Chest, last weekend. Uh, So... That was fun.
0: That was actually going to be mine too. That so, oh, was it? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, then I'll talk about.
0: No, no. Just continue and I'll just say that's also mine. Cool. It's no biggie. Well, I also went to Monsterpalooza, which oh. was.
2: But I've talked about that several times in the past and it's pretty much the same. But.
0: uh. There's a video on uh, our YouTube channel. Yeah. You want to check out the highlights of Monsterpalooza 2022?
2: Actually, there is something I wanted to mention about Monsterpalooza. There's a, a guy that I met there who. We follow each other on Instagram. And uh, when I saw his table, I was like, oh, I recognize this guy's stuff. And I, I said to him, I was like, oh, I think we follow each other on Instagram. He's like, oh, let me look it up. And he looked up my stuff. And he was like, oh, yeah, dude, I love your stuff. And it was like, he started talking to me like a peer rather than like some fan that walked up. And it <laughs> felt good. Like, I was like, oh, this guy thinks that, you know, you know, he's talking like shop with me, and I was like, "This is this is really cool." It's awesome. Yeah, and then he uh, he's like, "Have you been in the museum yet?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Oh, we made this like life-size Frankenstein Aurora model kit, but it's like eight feet tall." And he's like, "The box that it comes in is standing next to it; it's nine feet." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I went in there and I saw it. I was like, "This thing's amazing." It was just really cool to talk to him, and he was telling me that when they were. He was like, yeah, we were finishing it up at the last second. Like, right as we were, when we were putting it together in the museum, putting the head on, he's like, it's still the paint was still wet on the head. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. So, um, but you can look at his Instagram because he put um, he posted like updates as he was working on it, like showing videos of the process. And it's foam faber at F O A M F A B B E R. But
1: cool. Were they selling it?
2: Uh, he had little like uh, 3D printed like resin versions oh, okay. at his table, but I um, I forgot how much they were. He was asking for those, but I think it was like a little out of my price range. I, I just think. wondered
1: how much the eight foot one would. Right, if someone was like, for. if someone was like, money yeah. is
0: no object, how much do you want for oh, it? Man. Type of deal?
2: <sighs> Who knows? I mean, it was literally like it would go up to your ceiling, basically. Like <laughs> it was because it's also uh-huh. like on a platform thing. Like the he's standing on top of a grave. Yeah, And he also made giant like uh, tester paint bottles. He like made them out of clear plastic, like uh, what do you call that? Vacuum formed mm. and uh, made it like a giant, there's like a giant paintbrush on the ground and everything. And he has like the exact same thing set up on the ground next to it at like the actual size. Yeah. Mm. So you can get like a sense of the scale. Huh. It was That's really cool. cool.
0: Uh, I guess we should talk a little bit more about the chest yes. premiere if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that was going to be what what's making me scared as well. I, I was privy to the cast and crew screening of Chest, locally, Middle Tennessee produced and shot film by Aaron Aaron
2: Irons. Irons
0: isn't that the name of like Pearl Jam's drummer also? That was Jack Irons. Jack Irons. Yeah. That's what I was getting. Okay, that's why I hesitated to say the full name because I was like, <laughs> is that the Pearl Jam guy? <laughs> uh, Aaron Irons. And it's been long in the making because I feel like you brought it up on the podcast several years ago. At this point, yeah. probably three or four. I mean, yeah, I see
2: it was about four years ago. He was like, we were talking, and he was. I was like, you got any New Year's resolutions? He's like, I'm making a movie this year. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and it's like one of those things. Like Aaron's the kind of person that like he's very ambitious, and he'll he's 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 very unlike me in that he'll come up with a project and he'll see it through to the end, no matter what. Whereas, like, I'll have a bunch of ideas, like, I want to do this and that, and I'll start on, like, five of them, and I might finish one of them, like, three years later. <laughs> but, like, he's just like, I'm going to make a movie, and he makes a movie, and, like, the other day mm. I was talking to him, he was like, hey, I'm making this instrument, and he sh- was showing me, I forget what it's even called, but it's, like, Johnny Greenwood has one that he played on SNL with Radiohead once, and he was, like, showing me pictures on his phone, I was like, you're just making that? I was like, how do you even know how to make that? He's like, I don't know, just, <laughs> just figured it out. I was like, mm. how do you? do this stuff like so it's it's pretty pretty amazing to like you know just like one of my buddies just decided like I'm going to make a movie and then 4 years later we're sitting in a movie theater I was like I can't believe we did this. Mm. It's like like mm. really proud of him.
0: And so. long time listeners might recall we we talked about uh the three of us being in a scene uh as extras in a bar scene and that footage was unceremoniously <laughs> cut out of the film <laughs> however we all have a screen credit yeah. uh, i noticed during the, during the credits <laughs> that all three of our names are in it as really? as bar patrons so uh-huh.
1: it was mine kia or takia
0: kia i'm pretty oh. sure yeah we uh we need to go straight to imdb put that stuff up there <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah the maybe he'll release like a blu-ray with Extended,
0: deleted scenes. yes can see you see us in, in the background
2: <laughs> There was it was funny because I, I that was the second time I'd seen it. There was a, some kind of online film festival a while back where you could um, pay twelve dollars and you could watch all the movies that were submitted, and his was one of them. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. So I put it on, and every time I paused it, it would just restart the movie. <laughs> so I had to keep fast forwarding, mm-hmm. and then at one point my power went out while I was watching it, and it really like the pacing really does make a difference because at the end of the movie i was i went up to Aaron. and i was like did you like recut this at all and he was like no it's the same and i was like oh that i was like it just seemed like it flowed a lot better and <laughs> smoother and i was like that's probably because i didn't stop it 12 times this time
0: <laughs> so. that's probably why so many filmmakers are upset about the idea of people watching their movies at home for mm-hmm. the first time because you can just stop
1: it and start it and, yeah, stop it and there's start this it. different
0: alchemy of watching it in a theater even if it's not a big crowd versus that's a good point. you know being able to stop and use a restroom or get a snack and i mean i like all those things too don't get me wrong but yeah.
1: is he already like does he already have plans to have another movie to do another movie or is he going to take a break
0: yeah it was funny
2: because while he was making it he was like man i'm never doing this again like sag is up my ass so he's just like <laughs> it, it's like a, it's like a legit sag film and like once he got sag involved it just became a, a huge headache you know
0: huh. screen actors guild yeah. for anyone listening that doesn't know
2: and he just, uh, cause some of the actors in the movie are SAG actors and they were like, yeah, we can't do this unless it's SAG. And he was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll get them involved. And then they just had all hmm. these loopholes for him. Anyway, hmm. he was talking about, he's like, I never want to do this again. And he has a friend that also made a movie. He's like, yeah, you're saying that now, but by the time you get done with this, you're going to be like, I got an idea for another movie. And just like a few months ago i was talking to him and i was like hey what are you doing this weekend he's like oh i'm going out i'm renting this cabin i'm just gonna go out there by myself and just like write try oh. to write a new movie i was like dang already it's <laughs> amazing oh.
0: so. so yeah I, I highly encourage people to to look it up so it's on your radar it's uh, on instagram um pretty sure it's at chest movie
2: chest movie on uh, instagram
0: yeah. So it's at Chest Movie, check it out so you know when it drops for the public. So.
2: I just realized we haven't even told what the premise of the movie is. <laughs> sure. It's want- like uh it's a it's a found footage movie and it's about this like group of people that have a uh like a web series called Dark Appalachia or Appalachia, however you say it. <laughs> and um they one of the guys who is making this series hears about this legend of this chest that's in the uh, a cave somewhere in the backwoods of tennessee and so he and his uh friends go out in search of this chest and they're making like a documentary about it and then huh. they all go missing and then years later this footage surfaces and someone cuts it into a movie that's Ooh. the idea about
0: What's really cool about it is it really does have an authentic Southern feel. Uh, You you know, me watching so many movies lately looking for Southerness in in horror movies that aren't made by Southern filmmakers or shot in the South. It was really cool to see like authentic stuff and it's not parody or pushing it too far in a certain direction where it becomes kind of silly, you you know what I mean, or like inauthentic because it definitely felt like middle Tennessee to me mm-hmm. or rural Tennessee I should say not middle Tennessee but
1: is the chest like a treasure chest or like the, a body chest
2: oh, oh okay. like kind of like a just a trunk basically
0: yeah
1: this whole time I thought it was like a body chest
0: that's a good point we probably should have made oh, more yeah, of, yeah. Uh, explicit <laughs> or what was cool at the premiere is that they had uh, the prop of the chest was there for everyone to see and it looked really cool like in person and everything. Because it's it's not just like a regular trunk. I mean it's it it's very aged and has like cool chains on it and everything. It looks pretty gnarly.
1: Interesting.
2: And I think he found that on Craigslist too and he was just (laughs) like making the movies like looked up like looked up chests on there and it was like, oh that'll work.
1: Hmm." Is it like do you know anything about the chest? Is it like a real antique chest?
2: I don't know much about it really huh. he
1: did
0: claim that the the story was loosely inspired by real kind of folklore about a, a similar story uh, about a chest that that you know is mysterious and you mm, know discovered yeah. by a group of people and bad things happen to them and, huh. and that sort of thing so interesting
2: and interesting. Aaron has a little uh cameo in it there's a scene where there's someone's looking through this house and there's a, a framed photo on the wall of like it's supposed to be from like generations ago but it's like Aaron and somebody else standing next to each other and all <laughs> <It
0: is. laughs> Chest movie on Instagram. Be sure to check it out and give them a follow and uh watch for that movie to drop soon. Moving on, it is my pick for the next film. And as you may remember, I have opened it up to listeners to tell me what to pick. And our next selection is by our good friend and listener David. He has chosen In the Mouth of Madness. This is oh, a I
1: know nothing about that movie. John
0: Carpenter film from the 90s mm-hmm. starring Sam Neill. Oh,
2: yeah. I've never seen it. but
0: So next time, In the Mouth of Madness, oh, check it out. Nice. Thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you, Jeff and Kia, for participating.
1: Thank you for hosting us. Oh, goodness. Enjoyed it.
0: Godspeed <laughs> to right the ahead. listeners. <laughs> Farewell. Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Cast. You can find us on Instagram
2: at Half-Assed Facebook at Half-Assed Horror. Twitter at HAHorrorcast. And you can send us an email at half at gmail.com or visit our website, half